Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about random topics. I'm Kev. And I'm Jack. Let's talk about Christmas movies. Which I think everyone has their own definition of, right? What's yours? Die Hard. Oh, you one of those. All right. <laughs> Clearly, off the bat, we're just going to try to clarify what we consider to be Christmas movies. I mean, you started off with Die Hard, which, if you don't know, technically an action movie, question mark? But it's one of those controversial, what do you call it that? Like, Yeah, I think it's the most debated or argued of, is this a Christmas movie or not right. out of anything? I'm pretty sure there's like other ones that are, you know, in between the lines, but Die Hard is a good example. I mean, you're putting this as a Christmas movie? Yeah, I mean, we're going to do like a little top five pros and cons in a bit and... I'll go ahead and give a spoiler. It's on there for me. Okay. I'll get into it more later. But, I mean, I think, to me, what makes it a Christmas movie, and just using this because I think it's a good example for this kind of establishing context, but the movie, yeah, it has a lot of action, has a lot of other stuff going on, but the plot and the story focuses around something with Christmas where the main character is coming to see his family for christmas and has to do with divorce also but the whole plot is based around him coming there for christmas and there's a lot of christmas tie-ins i'm not going to go on a whole deep dive on why die hard is a christmas movie but i think basically what i'm saying with that is if christmas is an important enough part of the plot or it's taking part of enough pieces of the movie then i think it can be considered a christmas movie even if it's not traditional or classic we'll give you a little hot take and maybe it's not even that much of a hot take but sounds to me like die hard is more of a christmas movie than home alone wow think about it what's driving in the backseat which is hard to do you know you can't drive from the backseat but <laughs> die hard is this whole christmas thing behind it home alone just happens to take place in christmas but it could technically happen any time of the year could have been a summer trip just saying a little hot take to start off yeah i mean <laughs> you're not wrong yeah i mean to me for a movie to be considered a christmas movie first and foremost you gotta have the feel of christmas like you said lightheart somehow has that feel again there's a lot of shooting and fucking action and sweaty mel gibson <laughs> <laughs> bruce willis <laughs> <laughs> you could keep the that. whole other movie <laughs> yo imagine die hard with mel gibson yeah, yeah that would not be on my list anymore i don't think <laughs> bro you don't know that it might be like number one <laughs> but <laughs> yeah maybe not so yeah you gotta have the overall christmas feel it does really help when you can visually see it if you're seeing lights christmas trees blah 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 major plus i also kind of lean towards like the more traditional like it kind of has to be some sort of a family movie like something you could play in front of kids youngins and you can watch while drinking hot chocolate and eating what's a christmas dessert christmas cookies like christmas sugar cookies. cookies sugar cookies there you go the one santa left behind <laughs> something like that i consider it and obviously if you got a santa claus in there then yeah it's a christmas movie so 
I don't know. I consider a lot of things Christmas movies. And I was just playing devil's advocate earlier. And yeah, I consider Die Hard a Christmas movie as well. I even consider Batman Begins. Is it Batman Begins? Oh, yeah. I think I, I saw that too when I was looking up some stuff that was like similar ones to Die Hard. There's snow It's one of the shit, Batman ones. But yeah, we can move on. Well, let me ask you one other like criteria thing. Does it have to be a movie that you only watch around Christmas time to be considered a Christmas movie? No. I think I saw Die Hard probably like in the summer. Right. When I first watched it. I mean, I don't remember this, but I don't think I watched Die Hard during Christmas. And I consider it that. I will say that gives you a plus. So in terms of like for me personally, like ranking a list, not to spoil anything for our list, but... If you're a movie that I could watch any other time of the year, you're probably going to be lower on the list. Right. Where, like, when you're really based, you know, like, you're a Christmas movie, like, the spirit, like, the theme is that, let's say, The Grinch or whatever, that'll boost you a little bit higher just because you're, like, seasonal. It makes it a little bit more special, you know? It's like that food that you only eat certain times of the year. Right. A little example, apple cider donuts, you know what I mean? Just a little bit more special because of that imagine you eating apple cider donuts like in march or something it's just not the same yeah i know what you mean don't get me wrong it's still gonna be good but it just elevates it a little bit more yeah i mean i think like you said it doesn't have to be but definitely helps and i would say that even for ones on the border if i'm like re-watching them like something like a diehard i'm usually re-watching it around christmas at least personally but it's not that you have to see it at that time for it to work. Let's get into this list. <laughs> Should we just start off with cons? Sure, if you want to start off on that side first. Let's kind of get the bad out of the way, you know. It's like, leave the brighter stuff for the end. Alright, so you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, my shit's going to be partially controversial. Not even on purpose. <laughs> it's just really how I feel. And I'm an open book, you know. Like, <laughs> I'm just being honest. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. All right. Cons. Like, I have them ranked up, but it's kind of not official for me. I'm just throwing it out there. All right. Number five, or, you know, the least of the cons. Start off strong with Elf. Wow. I know many people's favorites. Don't even get me wrong. I kind of put it as one of the Christmas classics. Will Ferrell, I mean, one of his iconic roles out of the dozen that he has. But it's Will Ferrell. Damn, what are you trying to say? I don't... It's weird. I'll bring this point up again later on in the episode on our list of pros. Because it kind of goes with another argument and another actor. But Elf has a few chuckle moments. It's a lot of Will Ferrell humor. It's kind of like silly. I almost have Will Ferrell in like this... No disrespect to you. But I have him almost like on this thing with like Adam Sandler where like you kind of have to be a fan of him to like enjoy his humor and his style of movies. And the funny shit is like, I don't even think he's that bad, but at least when the movie came out and it'd be on TV and I think one of my cousins like loves that movie. Shout out to Grady's and her mom. They would always have that shit on on Christmas. It was always to me like the movie that I was like, "Mm, not my favorite, like. It's on, and I don't hate it. And I think, like, the more I watched it, the less I hated it. But, I don't know, to me, it's, like, the silly humor 
and kind of predictable humor that I was just like, eh. It's a little, a little too hyped for me. Again, it's my lightest con. Four. We'll go with Gremlins. I'll just chime in real quick on Gremlins. Yeah. That it's not on either of my lists, but I did think about, like, what do I think about this? Like, when making these, and I almost feel neutral about it. Like, I didn't hate it, but I definitely didn't like it, and I think it's probably overhyped but it might be like you had to be there at the time kind of thing these two picks i feel like i picked them because they're like classics and people really love them and i kind of don't see why they're so loved gremlins is okay i also kind of don't like the look of them and feel of them just like bad technology for the time when it was recording or you know just like the dolls and shit it's very almost like chucky like i don't know it's weird and i mean it's kind of from the similar time i guess but just not it it's fun it has like a little creepy kid aesthetic to it not a creepy kid but creepy (laughs) for kids um just to clear that up (laughs) it's like a, a hint of horror in it even though it's not truly scary at least for me chaotic it's kind of fun in a way but I just don't get the hype so that's why it's there on my list next up some movie that i've had difficulty powering through i can't even say that i've actually watched the entire thing and that is miracle on 34th street i'm aware there's a couple versions of them even one with our beloved matilda i don't even really know her real name but she has a version out there and you best believe i'm not gonna watch a black and white version of it um <laughs> Well, let me just add real quick. Go ahead. One of my cons is old black and white Christmas movies. Say it loud, say it loud. (laughs) (laughs) If it's a Christmas movie, it should be in color. So before like recording this, just to make sure you do a little Google search, I'm pretty sure you did the same thing. You go through lists and every fucking list you find like on the top 10, like six films that are like way outdated, at least six (laughs) out of the 10. Yeah, I mean, Miracle on 34th Street and It's a Wonderful Life are always there at the top. And that's a no. Again, this could be another episode, but to me, just films from a certain era just feel like Dieter. And that's not bad, but it's not what I like film to be. And this kind of has a feel like that, even though, again, there's like multiple versions of it. I've tried to power through several of them and i can't i think there's even like an animated version of it it's just a no and i would probably even second what you said i have this weird rule if it's like before the year i was born i'm gonna struggle through it um (laughs) that's hard to say because technically home alone is old as fuck but i mean that would fall into that rule and we'll get to it i have a little story with it but yeah miracle on 34th womp womp next up This, again, I threw it in as a little bit of a joke, but also true, and that is Home Alone 4. Yo, this is also on my list. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) It could have been my number one, but (laughs) I feel strongly about something else, uh, which is coming right up. But yeah, Home Alone 4. Whose idea was it? (laughs) I don't know. Let's get him out of the whole entertainment business. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think we've talked about maybe on the Christmas episode we did last year. But we both don't hate 3, even though some people don't like it. Not but at all. But 3 is actually pretty good. Yeah. Even though it's not 1 and 2. But 4 is just like, 
why it because at least like three has the feel of it like yeah it's a different kid whatever it's a decent movie like it was weirdly well made yeah i've rewatched it so many times yeah it's one of the home alone one through three i've watched like a bunch of times obviously one and two the most but three i've watched plenty of times and i enjoy it every single time i for sure haven't watched the whole movie but i think i've watched clips of four and it's like who even (laughs) gave this thing like the green light just that this was even made and like an idea just gives it good enough reason to major con you know they're trying to take advantage of the name and the ip but that makes it even worse because of how bad it is where it kind of tarnishes the rest of them a little bit as a result we don't even have to go this in depth into mentioning why this shit is on the con side yeah let's just con this one i'll move on into my last thing on the cons i say that because you can technically pull it into multiple but how i have it is the muppet christmas carol slash any other christmas carol movie not gonna argue with you there no it's just never been a fan of the muppets that the muppets have their own christmas carol movie it's beyond me (laughs) but shout out to them i'm pretty sure they made money yeah it's all cash grab and i think it makes it on like the top 20 30 on the list too i saw it multiple times while looking through why i don't know but this is just one of those where like i would not be able to power through 10 minutes of and no easy for me to con that's my cons list all right so we talked about two of them already on mine with home alone 4 and old black and white christmas movies the other three one this is kind of a group thing but hallmark and lifetime movies (laughs) <laughs> I mean, in general, they're a con, but the Christmas ones especially are always terrible. Haven't really seen many, but whenever I catch glimpses, it's always painful and cringy to watch. Yeah, shout out to my stepmom, yo. She, like, watches them shits endlessly for this season. Like, Lifetime is on the TV. She enjoys them. Yeah, my aunt's a fan also, but uh, no dice for me. But... Speaking of something being on TV all the time, next one on my list is A Christmas Story, Mm. which isn't the worst movie, but has been ruined for me at this point because TBS will run it literally like the whole day on Christmas for like years now, or at least they did for a while. And like, I just never want to see that movie again. I've seen it too many times and it's annoying at this point. Yeah, I thought about throwing that on my list, but I kind of just feel whatever about it. I mean, I don't hate it, but it's just, again, it was just shoved in my face too much. Yeah, I feel that. And then the last one, this is kind of a group, also cheesy rom-coms. Wow. Too many to name. (laughs) There are once in a while exceptions, like Love Actually, I think, is actually good. There's this new one called Happiest Season. I don't know if you've heard about it. It's on Hulu. Nah. That isn't great at all but it has kristen stewart who i enjoy watching and stuff so she like makes it decent to watch but for the most part they're just i don't know all the same and really cliche and not interesting yeah i mean i haven't seen love actually but i saw it a couple times while going through lists but yeah the rom-coms which in a way are kind of what like lifetime and hallmark movies want to be in a way yeah i mean they do a bunch of stuff within that too but 
Yeah. But these films also always feel like low budget. Not that there's anything wrong with low budget films, but it's just not right. I don't know. I don't <laughs> like, think it's only, it's not like only budget either. It's like there's not a lot of thought put into them. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Casting's always weird. I don't know. It's like the basics of basic stories just with Christmas theme on it. Right. They just put it into an easy package and get it out right. there. It's all the formula. And we don't like formulas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so enough of the negatives. Let's move on to the positives. So you want to go through your pros? Yeah, third, I mean, we're talking about Christmas. It's all happiness, love, family, fun, <laughs> smiles. Let's get to that. Yo, I told you I was going to have fun with this list. And I'm going I'm to throw you a little curveball to start off. All right. Two for one hitter. Very different films. I don't even know why I did this, but... Krampus and Bad Santa. You know, I was thinking, I was wondering if you're gonna put Bad Santa on your list, but Krampus, I don't even remember. If you guys don't know, Krampus is like technically a horror film that takes place in Christmas. Krampus is supposed to be, I guess, like the real version of the Grinch. Instead of stealing and ruining Christmas, he kind of kills you. No big deal. Um, <laughs> It's actually not old the film. It's like from 2014 or 15. And the movie, like the main character is played by Adam Scott, who you guys may know from Parks and Rec as like Leslie Nope's husband, which is kind of the only reason I gave the movie a shot because I think it was right around the time I was watching Parks and Recs. And I was just like, oh, fuck it. How bad can it be? I definitely have not seen this. You probably haven't. And I don't even think you'd enjoy it. It might be in your like cons list if you watched it. It's not bad. Don't get me wrong. It's not a bad movie. But you kind of have to be a fan of horror-y, suspenseful films. But if you don't know, Krampus is like a monster of Christmas. And I think it's like an actual legend, like in Europe. Like, if you're a bad kid, blah, blah, blah. Krampus comes and eats your head or some shit. I don't know. Krampus, I put it up there kind of for the same reason I have Bad Santa. And I think that's why I put them together. And it's that these are like, in my eyes, Christmas films made differently like they're breaking out of the mold and out of the formula so it's kind of weird to have christmas as like a horror thing also bad santa for people who don't know it's billy bob thornton right and he's like playing a santa at a mall is like a drunk or something like that right a drunk a druggy perverted yeah like just yeah, and it's just like a like a dark, bad dude fucked up humor type of movie yeah and that's like the reason so Again, not the first time you see a comedy that takes place in Christmas, but I think, to me, this was, like, a well-done comedy that's also, like, dirty and grown and, like, this dark side of Christmas, in a way. Mm -hmm. Switch it up a little bit, and you have my attention, so I put that there. Next, I have The Nightmare Before Christmas. Mostly, I mean, yeah, I do like the story, but to me what makes this is this is kind of like a halloween theme film in my eyes that happens to take place in christmas some people will argue either way of you know which holiday it's actually for right and i find that dope again it's like breaking the mold switching it up it's like very original also i mean jack the skeleton like fucking to me one of the fucking greatest character drawings designs like ever like i even have t-shirts and shit I think he's, like, dope-looking. Or just, like, the whole Tim Burton aesthetic is fucking fire. Yeah, I mean, I'll say I never got into it as much as most people, but 
I definitely agree. It's a really cool design style and everything that they have set up. And it's super unique and memorable. And the mix between holidays, it is pretty interesting and definitely unique. Three, Santa Claus, bro, with the E at the end. What's his name? Tim Allen, is it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're talking about number one, number two, all of them, number three? One and two. uh, I, I have it as like the original, but one and two super fun film i remember watching it and getting like weirdly emotional as like a child with it the film again if you haven't seen no spoilers at this point hopefully but it's like this kid his dad is technically santa claus right but no one believes him at first and well yeah it's because he's like staying with him in the middle of a divorce and then santa comes but gets knocked off the roof and dies kind of dark actually yeah and uh tim allen becomes santa claus because he like picks up the coat or whatever which also real quick on that i saw some post i forgot where the other day about how that movie is actually like a parent's nightmare because like kids ask like oh what happened to santa he died like what happened like where'd he go like (laughs) and all this stuff (laughs) but uh but yeah i mean real quick i'll just say also that I think it still holds up to this day as being rewatchable to me and I'll still put it on anytime or if it's on I'll watch it. Yeah, I mean, not mad at that. And like I was saying, yeah, like I was weirdly emotional watching it and I think I rewatched it not long ago. I mean, by not long ago, I mean probably like 3 or 4 years ago, which like most of these films I don't watch regularly except for a few. Um this is one of the ones I don't really watch often, but I touch me you know touch my heart yeah i don't know it's also like the story itself like drives itself like yo how how are people gonna find out that whole thing throughout the movie just keeps it going and it's like a fun family emotional movie and i dig it so it's up there Mm -hmm. at number two it's like a mixture of what i like from nightmare before christmas with aesthetic and like creating this whole world and also like overall coolness and idea and directing and acting and that is how the grinch stole christmas with the homie the boy jim carrey i know i said earlier that i would kind of bring up an actor like i did earlier with will ferrell and that is jim carrey uh this was a movie that i believe my cousin Shanice is probably still like her favorite christmas movie and she would play it all the time during christmas and i was like I don't know if I like this movie like it's not bad and I like the design and the look of it and Whoville and the characters and shit but it was like whatever this thing happened where I guess I like started getting more into film and like just actors and, and shit like that and my love for like Jim Carrey grew and like appreciation for him and I was like yo this dude's actually like a beast and like rewatched the film and it was like oh this I could dig it like now I could tell like why people would like this and I brought that up earlier because with Will Ferrell, it's kind of the other way around. Where, like, the younger I was, the more I would enjoy his movies. But the older I'm getting, like, if I rewatch it, it's like, oh, this it's kind of, like, borderline corny. Or, like, it's kind of, like, trashy humor in a way. So I've kind of had, like, this reverse effect with both of them as actors. Where I didn't enjoy Jim Carrey as much, and now I do. And the opposite with Will. But, yeah, just overall, well done. I think one of the classics... It's one of those that I don't know how it's going to do when it's remade as a live action again. Because if we're talking about The Grinch, there was actually a recent one. What was it? Two or three years ago? Or maybe a year ago? Yeah, like a year or two ago. I mean, it had like the 
Tyler movie inspired EP that came yeah. out and Brockhampton song was in it also. Yeah. Which was like a cool version, but it was animated. So I kind of don't want to count it as like a remake, even though it kind of is. But this is one that like, I don't know, 10, 15 years from now when they try to remake it, just going to have to have your fingers crossed that it comes out. All right. In terms of Jim Carrey, for me, I was always a fan. And for whatever reason, I never really watched The Grinch much. And I still haven't really to this day. So I wouldn't say I would pro or con it, really. I would want to watch it again to see. But I would say that I'm pro Jim Carrey, but I'm not sure totally how I feel about The Grinch as a character. So... Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure really where I stand on it myself. Yeah, and I completely understand that because I think that's how I originally felt. It's like, oh, this like dude that hates Christmas or whatever. Like, I didn't. The concept of it was whatever. And again, I think gave it another shot, and Jim Carrey kind of like flipped the book on me right there. But to my number one, undoubtedly the best of the best. That is Home Alone two. Wow. Yeah, two. Yeah, I could have pulled this together, but Home Alone 2 takes place. The greatest city in the world. The best place to spend Christmas at. City of New York. Yeah, I mean, overall, fun movie. I think, I don't think, I know. I have, like, the the New York bias, and that's why I'm putting it up there. It's just something more to connect with in the movie. Something else that drives the movie is just, like, a place that you're familiar with. I've always found, like, Central Park cool, and I feel like it possibly could have been because of this movie, watching it as a kid. All, like, the references, pop culture, and it has more movement on the first movie. Kind of takes place in his home, and it's cool. Again, by no means I'm trying to hate on Home Alone on this episode at all. Like, not a single bad thing to say about it. But this one makes it more active. There's a lot more moving. It's more dynamic. And to me, it makes it a little bit more fun. That's why I give it the the slight edge. And it's my number one. All right. So I'm just going to kind of start off going off some of your stuff. Where first, since you were just talking about it, I'd put Home Alone 1 over 2. And that's coming from someone with New York bias. I don't know entirely why, but... I think it's partially because I grew up enjoying John Hughes's Chicago movies and it feels like in that world. So it might be partially because of that, but I've also just watched one way more than two throughout the course of my life. And so I just am more attached to it as well. Low key, I think I have two. I think I've watched Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 3 more than I've seen Home Alone 2. but i don't know that this is me kind of like thinking back but but yeah i mean that's pretty much it home alone in general one and two you can't go wrong for sure three we talked about we like also but i mean just undeniably the best of the best for christmas movies by far next up after that not in any order just moving on i mentioned die hard before that is also on my list Again, a little different than a traditional kind of Christmas movie, but there it is. Really never get tired of watching it. Just holds up every time for me. And speaking of kind of a non-conventional one, 
the next on my list that I'll go to is Eyes Wide Shut, which is a Stanley Kubrick movie, my favorite of his, and it's not what most people would call a Christmas movie, but takes place at Christmas, has a lot of Christmas decoration and stuff in it, and I think there should be more like dark Christmas movies like this. I mean, there's a lot of other stuff going on, but just even on a visual mood level, I think it's interesting for that, and so I would put it there. And next up, I'm going to go on the opposite end of you and put Elf on my list for pros. Wow. I think it's still entertaining to me, still holds up. I probably don't watch many of Will Ferrell's other movies still, but I still enjoy him. And I think this is probably the best thing he's ever done and will hold up the most out of his movies. And then for my last one to round it out, I wouldn't say this is my number five in real life, but I wanted to include it for variety with the list, which is The Night Before, the Seth Rogen movie from like 2015, because I think there should be kind of more experimenting with comedies with Christmas. And this is one I've seen that kind of does that. And I always enjoy Seth Rogen's movies. So it's not like the best movie of all time or anything, but I enjoy a Christmas movie taking place in his world pretty much. And I also put this because I want to see more similar to that. So hopefully more can be made in the future that could even replace that on the list. I think I know what you're talking about, but I've never seen it. Also haven't seen Eyes Wide Shut, but I know it's like very critically acclaimed. And I'll just add as a another small note, it's not a movie, but just a quick shout out to a Charlie Brown Christmas as well. It's more like a TV special, so I didn't include it, but... I was about to throw that on my cons list, bro. What? But I wasn't trying to disrespect Snoopy like that. Damn. <laughs> um, are there any, like, iconic or dope, like, TV show episodes that are Christmas-based? I was thinking about that. I think there might be some, but I don't know. It's so much like a kind of boilerplate thing, you know, where shows would just do a christmas episode like they do halloween or thanksgiving it's like yeah. they're to do it you know they're probably just not that memorable although euphoria just did put out this episode where it's like a bridge between season one and season two because they can't film season two yet due to covid stuff and basically they're putting out this two-part kind of in-between bridge thing and in this first part, it basically is filmed all in one location and just with like two main actors. And it actually worked really well. And it takes place at Christmas, although it's in L.A., so it's not like snow or anything. But it's like a rainy day and it's at like a diner and stuff. It's definitely not what you would think of a Christmas episode, but makes sense for what those characters would be doing on Christmas. So, I mean, obviously that's recent, so it's on my mind, but whether you're looking at that as an episode or a special or a mini movie of its own, because it's like an hour 
I think that's one that's worth noting also. Fair enough. Any TV ones come to mind for you? No, I'm like completely blanking. And I'm sure I've seen many, many episodes, but... Yeah. I wouldn't say any like stick out like that. So I guess overall, would you say you pro or con Christmas movies in general? Yeah, I mean, I pro them. And kind of sucks because Christmas movies feel like they're at a downfall in a way. Or at least going through like this gap where not much new is going to come out that's Christmas theme and based. It's kind of like the slump that baseball movies are going out right now. I mean, I wouldn't say that excessive, but. Maybe not that bad, but, you know, there was, like, a period, like, between the 80s and 90s where, like, there was a good baseball movie or at least a decent one coming out every so often, and now they're kind of obsolete. Looks like Christmas is kind of going to go through a rough patch like that. Um, This is going to be a lot of Lifetime and Hallmark coming out with... uh, Well, that's what I was going to say, unless you're a Hallmark Lifetime fan, (laughs) then you got your fix. You're thriving, yeah. (laughs) And if anything, in the future, it'd probably just be a bunch of remakes or very similar stories to that. So kind of sucks. If anything, yeah, just find some original, different ways to show Christmas. Kind of like Die Hard and whatnot. That'd be kind of cool to see. But yeah, I mean, stay away from black and white films by all means. Going off what you were just saying, I think that Christmas movies should be something that all streaming services like set aside a certain budget for every year and invest in new content because I feel like people are always going to be interested in that content at this time of year and I wish they would just always have stuff ready for each one but usually it's not the best stuff like you were saying not in the strongest period of it right now but in general I would say that when done right I would give Christmas movies a strong pro. They're not always done right, though, and there's a ton of bad out there. So in terms of if you're looking at what's been released over time, I would probably give it like a light to solid pro. But, you know, of course, you can always pick and choose what you want. So I would say that usually I enjoy the theme and it gives it a boost compared to a normal movie. So... In that way, I would also pro it, too. Yeah, for me, Christmas movies overall is easy for me to pro. Something about the time of the year that just makes you want to watch films like this. And there's only two times where this happens. One would be Christmas. The other one, maybe Halloween if you're a big fan and you want to watch scary movies and like the classics and whatnot. But this is the feel for the holidays. It always has the crazy nostalgic factor that makes you feel like a kid and want to be around family and i don't know every time you pop one of these movies it feels like i don't know home even though you don't have to be home if you focus on the screen it just makes you feel like you know 1995 or some shit and that's always dope yeah that's true it's almost like the most nostalgic type of movie there is yeah exactly like I feel like nothing takes me back more than like a Christmas movie, especially like Home Alone. So maybe that's part of the reason why we like them so much. I mean, I was also <laughs> partly named because of Kevin McAllister. Uh, shout out to you. Is that my for mom? Him? Yeah. Um, wow. Cause, I don't think I actually knew that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I was conceived to 
I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston, <laughs> which is from the movie The Bodyguard, where Kevin Costner was the main actor. And mm-hmm. I think right around that time, Home Alone became like the movie, like the Christmas movie. It's like 93. I think Home Alone's from 1990, but I think like 93 was when like it was a staple. And that was like a joke, like Kevin, when I was born and shit. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, according to my mom, I was named Kevin because of Kevin Costner and Kevin McAllister. Damn. A I mean, that's pretty and solid. a fictional character. Yeah, it was kind of strong. I mean, like, I'm not too mad at that. You were born to love that movie. I had no choice. But, yeah, that wraps it up for this episode of Pros and Cons. I'm Kev. You can find me at Same Old Kev pretty much everywhere. And I'm Jack. You can find me at Jack Bloom Summer, Summer with an O, on everything. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals.